Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to this week's episode of the Brass and Unity Podcast. It's sponsored by Jackson Row. Vancouver Design Jackson Row clothing caters to relaxed bohemian lifestyle. Large doses of love go into every single piece, featuring comfortable favorites like sweaters, dresses, play suits, and even stuff for men and children. Made up of neutral tones and flowy West Coast vibes, Jackson Row ensures the highest quality of materials, ensuring that you stay comfortable and looking great. So go ahead and check them out at jacksonrow.ca and use the code UNITY to support the podcast. And brought to you by Heads Up Guys. Heads Up Guys is a resource providing men with information and practical tips on how to manage and prevent depression. This is a dedicated online tool devoted to helping men get the help that they need, find someone to talk to, and navigate difficult times. For more information, head over to headsupguys.org. And brought to you by Beneath. Men, you can't just perform at your best if you're constantly adjusting. I said it, adjusting, shifting, and sweating. If you want your Beneath area clean, dry, and ready for action, then you need Beneath underwear. Beneath were the first to create men's underwear with a three-dimensional pouch for supportive fit. This stuff is engineered for full days of comfort on the mountain, in the gym, or in the office. Head over to Beneath.com, that's B-N-3-T-H.com, and enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast and grab yourself, your man, the best underwear on the planet. And brought to you by Combat Flip-Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip-Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces. By providing you with military-inspired quality footwear for men and women, enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast and in support of women in developing countries. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. This is Danielle Weeb. She is the CEO of Business Babes Co., Van City Business Babes, and Action Takers Club. And she is a business strategist, entrepreneur badass, and she helps entrepreneurs scale their income and their impact. And she does it uh, in such serious styles. Please welcome Danielle. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've wanted to talk to you forever since I first started hearing about you in the whole like business babe situation that you had going like that hashtag caught my attention like that. And ever since then, I've been like so intrigued by you and curious. And I was so excited when I got this opportunity. I I want to ask you so many things, but I guess I want to really start off with um, kind of who you are, who you think you are to the world. Like, who are you? Give yourself a, you know, give my listeners a really good introduction to kind of what you do. All right. Who am I? That's a great question. Um, well, I, I am a wife. I'm a auntie of 11 nieces and nephews, which I'm so pumped about and love, uh, which is a lot of fun. I'm also a business owner and, uh, yeah, I'm a coach and an event host now doing these things virtually (laughs) um but i love i love 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 events um and i can't wait until we can do it we can do them in person again but uh yeah i i own a business called business babes collective and it's a community where um female entrepreneurs come together and they connect they network they learn from each other and um yeah, it's it's been six years, I guess, that that we've been hosting these events and, and opportunities for people to connect. Uh, it's been such a 
yeah, blessing. And then also just such a roller coaster ride, as I'm sure we'll get into, <laughs> especially this past year where everything has totally changed. So yeah, exactly. Um, hopefully that gives you kind of a little bit of a, of an insight, but I'm excited to deep, uh, dive deeper. What made you, like, how did you get into this whole, you know, helping and creating, but really being <clears throat> more of a, um, uh, you know, a connect point for millions and of, of lovely, lovely uh, entrepreneurs and women? How did that come about? Like, was, was that always the plan? Were you always wanting to do things like this? Um, yeah, you know what? Honestly, when I started, first started to host events and, and create kind of community, it was because I felt like I needed that myself. And I knew that, okay, if, if I'm needing this community, if I'm feeling like there's not um, that place, that kind of like safe place for me as someone who was new into business and kind of trying to figure out like where I fit in, then I'm sure there's other people out there as well. And so we've always kind of tried to be, you know, welcoming to everybody and create that safe place for people. And so at first it honestly was just a passion project. I had no idea that it was going to turn into like a full-blown business for me. Um, and then it was about six months into it where I kind of had to like make a decision because <clears throat> this passion that I had and this passion project was taking up all of my time. Mm. Um, and a lot of resources as well. And I, I was like, okay, I need to decide, like, is this something that I really want to pursue long-term or is this just sort of like a fun thing that I did for a season and kind of close that chapter? Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I kind of switched that mindset and I thought, okay, I need to figure out how do I make this actually sustainable and how do I really make like a, an actual business plan for, for myself here. That's when I started, started treating it more seriously and created more like goals for myself and, and visioned out where I wanted that or what I wanted that to look like. Um, but it has evolved pretty organically, um, I can't say that I've had like a five-year plan where I'm like, Hey, this is exactly where I'm going to be. And then, you know, that's where we ended up. Um, it was more short-term goals that, that have kind of brought us to, to where we are now. How is it that though you decided, because did you go to university? Was there a prior background in wanting to do this planning? Yeah. So I did go to school for, for business. I got my business degree and um, specialized in marketing. So I was always really passionate about business. I was on the student leadership team. We actually hosted events and different things there as well. And um, so it was always kind of in my mind that I wanted to own my own business one day, but I didn't actually know exactly what that was going to look like. I originally thought that I might want to own like a spa or some kind of oasis that was like my vision <laughs> yeah like a gathering point no matter what it would be yeah. it, shape or form it was going to take on that that identity whatever it decided it was yeah. going to be it seems like you were going down that path regardless yeah so so that's kind of what I originally thought I wanted to do and I actually started working in different spas and everything outside of university working in marketing and um, events through, through spas and then realized that I had such a passion for marketing. So I actually started, um, a business doing like marketing, social media for other businesses. And then, um, that's kind of where I was sort of in this 
time. I also worked for my mom's business. My mom had a business. And uh, so I was, it was this time where I was just trying to figure out like, where, where do I fit? What, like, what are my passions? What are my skills? And how can I kind of put that into, um, into a business? And then it's, it's so funny because meeting all these people and networking and, and connecting all of these other women who were also starting businesses, that was so inspiring to me. And I was like, man, like I love just connecting and learning and collaborating with all these different businesses. And so that's where, you know, I had this light bulb moment when I decided, okay, I want to make this into a business that this could be my main business is like creating that community for, for other people. And so, yeah, that's sort of the journey of kind of how I, how I decided on that. And then, um, I decided to kind of go all in on the idea. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, a year in, I was able to, to like kind of let go of all the other things that I was doing. And I was full-time running, running the community. Wow. I love that. That sounds so funny when you say the community. I, I mean, I, I giggle about it in like a, I just have a twisted way of thinking of things. And when I hear community, I'm like, cult, run, no. <laughs> but I know what you mean. So don't, I, I don't giggle at you in a negative way. I, I love the word community. I love that aspect of it. I, And I think that's really truly what you have is you do have a community and that you can see it has evolved and you've got, holy, you've got Seattle, you got Vancouver, you've got, I know you've got like three more in there. San Diego, um, Victoria, and Toronto. Yeah, so wow. Obviously, they're all virtual right now. Um, So that looks a little different. How's that? How's that? that? It's very cool to... Is it still responding well? Are people responding well? Yeah, you know, I think think people really miss that in-person connection. I think everybody does Uh Um, to varying degrees, depending on the personality, right? Like if you're a huge extrovert, you're like, I'm dying to get back to, you know, in-person things. And then, you know, we have our introverts who they, you know, it, it actually takes a lot of um, uh, confidence to, to really be like, okay, I'm going to show up at one of these events. And I know there's a lot of people within our community who, you know, for months and months, they're like, okay, I'm going to come to an event. I'm going to come to an event. And then they finally do. And, you know, um, so uh, yeah. And I think it's been such a challenging time for a lot of businesses. And I think for, for myself as well, it's been a really big shift of perspective and also figuring out like, who am I in all of this? And like, what skill sets do I have where I can still thrive Mm -hmm. where we are right now? Mm -hmm. Um, That's been super challenging because, you know, for, for five and a half years before this happened, you know, we had been hosting events, monthly events, basically every month for the past five years. Yeah. And, and then also, you know, expanding into the different cities. And so we kind of had it on, like we knew exactly what we were doing. We had a schedule for the year. We had venues booked. We had all of these things planned out and it was all very organized and structured. And so when everything shifted, it was, um, hard to figure out like, where do I now fit in? Like, where do I, like, how do I still bring value to this community who is, you know, who is used to us hosting these events? Mm -hmm. And what does a virtual event look like? What does a virtual community look like? 
Um, and so, yeah, that has been a huge um, challenge over the past, I guess, yeah, nine, nine, 10 months, but it's also been so great in so many ways. And um, I feel like I, I kind of lost, like lost a bit of the vision in there because it was kind of fuzzy. And then now I feel like I have this sort of new vision and it's not necessarily dependent on us doing in-person events. And if we do, then amazing. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But I know that our community can still thrive no matter what. Regardless. With um, <clears throat> with all of that, my God, the amount of deposits I'm sure that you end up losing and that you end up not gaining, like the amount of money lost in this situation for you, I'm, I'm like that didn't devastate your business like you were able to pull out of that very well. Well, yeah, I mean, thank goodness we had very, the, the benefit of us doing it for so many years is that we had really, really good relationships set up with a lot of the people like venues, um, sponsors, vendors. And so we were able to basically pivot what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was really great for us. And of course, you know, um, we did have people, you know, asking for refunds for the tickets and like all of those things. And Mm -hmm. definitely it was not, (laughs) it was not a great time for financially for us. Um, But because we had all those really strong relationships previous to this point, Um, I think that's really what helped pull us through, uh, because, you know, we were all trying to like help support one another and figure out how we could, Mm -hmm. you know, keep our businesses going during time. So we're able to be like creative or, you know, sponsors that we had, you know, we, we tried to pivot that sponsorship, what that looked like and having them have benefits within our community that looked different. Right. So Mm -hmm. there was a lot of things that we were able to pivot, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a challenging time. And I think one of the things that really inspired me was to see businesses who did really, really, um, take a hit. So whether that be like brick and mortar stores or cafes and how they were being creative and how they were pulling through, I was like, okay, like they're doing such an amazing job. And like, we, thank goodness we didn't, we don't have that. We didn't have that to worry about. So it's like, okay, we want to support them and what they're doing. And so just trying to kind of rally together as a community and figure out how we can support one another. I love that so much. I, I've always found it interesting when I, when I look at your page, because you always seem like you have so many things going on. And the idea of trying to even plan one event gives me a giant migraine. And the fact that you've been doing them every month for five years is kind of insane. Uh, I've had friends that have either spoke at panels, um, on panels at your events. I've, I've, I've actually never been to one of your events. I'm an outgoing person, but I'm, I really hate everybody because I, I don't like people. I don't, I don't do well with people. I say like the worst things or like things that are like so offside and sideways. And, but like, if you knew me and you knew who, how, or what I was like, or what I've been like for a long time, you kind of just kind of roll with it. It's like, oh, Kelsey said something that's 
nobody should nobody needed to hear that and so it's always been a, a situation for me where going to those type of events is um, I find it frankly quite difficult uh, um, I've never really clicked well with I feel like large masses of women I feel like I come off incredibly abrasive and whether I mean to I guess I do it's like this thing I'm learning and um, I, I you know I have a hard time in those situations I it's like you said people can you know they can be extroverts but you know it, sometimes it takes a lot to go to one of these things and and, and and doing that in itself is almost like an accomplishment for a lot of people um and that kind of you know that brings me to where I really wanted to like ask you when you were you know starting this you've been doing six years so you're one year one and a half years longer than I have had my business and in that time you've you know you've met a lot of people you've you've grown you know exponentially and like you said that wasn't your plan how was that on your mental health like like seriously like, yeah. like at the very beginning like can you kind of if you if you feel comfortable can you walk me through what the beginning you know like the expenses and handling all that and 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 you know you're married correct yeah yeah, yeah. you have do you have tiny humans I don't know, not yet. Not yet. Okay, but I was gonna say I've seen tiny humans on your page. So yeah, yeah, and that's my nephews. nieces and nephews. We we have eleven, so we have a lot. So we have a lot of tiny humans in our life. So what you're saying is, do you need kids when you have eleven nieces and nephews? Yeah, I know, right? Oh my god, we're like baby. We, we're like professional babysitters at this point. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's yeah. Definitely. Oh man, it's been crazy. I mean, so throughout this journey. Um, we, so I actually started my business or started, you know, um, this business while I was dating my now husband and, um, we, we got married within that time and all of that stuff. And so I think at the beginning of our relationship and then also like growing the business and all of that, I definitely was putting the business <laughs> ahead of a lot of things. And, um, I'm definitely not proud of that. And I know that like, it's something that I remember specifically, like in my head, I'm like, I don't want to be the type of person who is just only focused on business. Like I want to have a thriving marriage. I want to have a, like, I want to be present for my friends, my family, all of those things. Um, but I, it's almost like I felt like I had to be always on in the business. And I don't know whether it's like outside pressures or what that, what that looked like, but it was just like, I was so driven to succeed. And I remember like countless conversations, um, with, with my husband, he's, he's been really great in that he's, you know, said like, you don't have to be on your phone all the time. Like you're not, really even being productive all the time on your phone. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's like setting those boundaries. And I have to be honest, like it has taken me a long time to actually set those boundaries. And I actually in the, like in probably year three of the business, I got really strict on my boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was such, it was so great. Like I remember thinking like, I think I'm being more productive. I think I'm getting more done now that I have boundaries around my time and business and all of that. Um, and I was just more, 
um, yeah, I was just, I was just happier because I wasn't putting all of my worth into the mm-hmm. business. And I think that's like a mistake that I see a lot of business owners making myself included is that if the business is going well, they're happy. They're like, you know, mm-hmm. in a good mood, all of those things. And if something's going wrong in the business, they're a mess and they're, you know, distraught. Right. Um, and it is emotional running a business. <laughs> There's a lot of things that happen in business that, you know, take you out (laughs) like a negative comment or, you know, whatever the challenge might be. Right. Um, but I think one thing that I really encourage people to do is to separate their business from themselves and try (laughs) to think of everything as like, this is like, this is happening to the business and try to not take it emotionally, even though that's like one of the hardest things to do. Um, and I admit like when I get any kind of I'm such a positive person and I really try to like look at the bright side of everything. But when I get, whether it be a negative comment or a nasty email, whatever that might be, like it affects me, <laughs> like it affects me a hundred percent. And so it's separating myself from that and not getting my worth from that. Um, what do you, what yeah. do you say to somebody whose whole business is literally built around the most traumatic point of their entire life and they cannot separate that yeah I yeah it it is tough like I I and I don't I don't really have an answer for that I know like for me it's been so much and not I know not everyone you know um has like any type of faith but like for me it's been my faith that's really pulled me through a lot of Mm -hmm. difficult times um in my life or difficult times in the business and knowing that my worth is not tied to that. Um, mm-hmm. And I have worth no matter what. Of course. And like, yeah, sometimes yes. I try. Sorry. Of course. Why would you? Yeah. Would you and like, yeah. And I think it's also thinking like, I try to ask myself this. Okay. If my website crashed tomorrow, if my Instagram was gone, if like everything I'd worked for, my connections, whatever, would I be like, okay with just being me, right? Um, and that's like a question that I've tried to ask myself like over and over again in business when I feel like I'm getting too tied up into into things. Um, and I, I think that's a hard question to ask because you're like, well, I hope I'd be okay. I think I'd be okay. But then you're like- But do you ever even want to find out? Sorry? Do you ever want to find out? Well, no, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's where the hard part comes in, right? Because you have to really like wrestle with yourself and like, would I actually be okay? Um, And so I think it's having other things outside of your business that excite you, that light you up. It could be a hobby. It could be a passion of yours. It could be friends. It could be family. It could be your faith. It could be anything Mm -hmm. um, that is not fully reliant on your business. What, at the beginning of your business, you said the first three years you were super tied to your phone. You were, you were very tied to work. What would you say, do you actually think that, um, do you think your business would have been able to thrive the way it did if you weren't that passionate and determined and driven in the first three years to only, you know, I know there's negatives that come with that, but I also think that there's a good takeaway from that and, and showing that what it takes to get a business going and up and running and how damn hard it is and the amount of work that actually has to go into it. I think that's worth 
yeah. you know, looking at? I think, I think yes. yes and no. I think, um, part of it, I, like, I always think like, yeah, I definitely think the amount, the amount of hard work that I put into it was necessary, but I also know that there was a lot of things that I did, whether it be, you know, within the business or whatever, that were more distractions than anything. Okay. So, you know, maybe saying yes to opportunities or different things that, um, were like, sure, that might've had, you know, an, an, an effect on the business, but at the same time, like it took away so much of my time that it's like, was that actually worth it? Worth it. Um, so it's really like figuring out what those, and I think that's why kind of, I go back to boundaries. I think it is important to, to work hard. And I think in the time that you are working, like to be focused. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I was missing. I was working all the time, but I was also very scattered. Um, in a way. And so like learning how to like prioritize what actually mattered (laughs) in the business. And then, um, and then also, you know, things that I probably could have outsourced sooner. I had this mindset that like, oh, I need to be at like a certain point before I'm able to outsource or, you know, I can't spend this amount on my business or else, you know, I won't be able to. And so I had these like limiting beliefs on, you know, how quickly I could either build a team or outsource or get help. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where I try to encourage people is if you're finding yourself working around the clock, like you need to ask for help (laughs) or you need to like figure out systems, um, you know, figure out systems so that you can, um, be more productive with the time that you have and prioritize the things that are actually important because most of the time we're procrastinating on the really important things. Like for some people it's like sales calls or like pitching themselves to like whatever that might be. Right. And those are the things we maybe procrastinate on because we're scared of doing it and it's outside of our comfort zone. But those are the things we need to be prioritizing. Whereas you know, all the admin and like organizing our files and all those kinds of things can probably be outsourced or, you know, um, uh, pushed, pushed back. So I think it's more that, like, I think, yes, I, I did work hard. And yes, I think part of the reason I am where I am today is because I worked hard, but it wasn't always on the right things. So I wish I'd learned that earlier. And do you think that was because you, like you said, you didn't really plan on making this like a business. So do you think that really was a big portion of it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think my priorities weren't super clear and my goals weren't super clear either because it was something that was a passion project that had become this business. And so I think my vision for the company and, and where I was going wasn't fully clear. And so I think that's what made me scattered and distracted Mm -hmm. with doing all the things. Was it, yeah, you didn't really have a clear pathway and, and how to go and where to go and why you wanted to go there. You just knew you wanted something, but there was no, you know, clear direction. I can understand that. I can respect that. I feel like, yeah. like in business, I feel like that's like a huge component to growth. It obviously is having a better pathway, having a, a direction, having a, you know, a plan of action to, to get there and and how to do that efficiently and effectively and making most of your time. And, you know, we're, I'm guilty of that. We all have days where it's like, well, you know, I could just, if I could just, I'm going to 
count beads today like I just <laughs> there's days where you know like for example like I all last week I had um I had a build week because I still you know I build a lot of product for our our brand we still do about 40 percent here and um it's it's a lot but I don't do it as often you know there's not as many that are manufactured by me anymore I had to you know I I did the same thing where I was reluctant to outsource and then you know we finally did outsource and now we're happy with it but now it's it's the learning that new groove and that new timeline and that new whole procedure that needs to happen and I totally get and respect the honesty when you say like I was scattered I was you know you didn't know what you wanted and you weren't clear and I think that's a huge thing for entrepreneur entrepreneurs to know um and hearing that from you it'll help them because it's it when people see or hear um you know conversations with people like you or that have had successful companies or successful um you know um communities things like that when people see that and they hear that that at one point in that in that person's journey or one point in that person's um business they were uncertain as well they were unsure as well they were just as much not moving you know in the directions they they wanted to and it was because of maybe x y and z and that could be you know procrastination not feeling like they want to do it and letting other people know that you guys are just as human you can be successful it is just you know we all put our pants on the same way you can still do it It, everybody still has those hard times um Excuse me. And I think that's important to hear someone of, of, of your level and success within business saying that um, yeah. it might open the eyes to others a little bit. You know, it's not as it's not always as easy as it looks, but we've all also had bumpy roads along the way. Yeah. Well, and I also think it depends on I always kind of ask people because if like what type of business and what type of lifestyle do they want to have? Because you can, I mean, if I wanted to, I could work around the clock 24 seven. Like there's a lot, there's always something to do. <laughs> like there's never not something to do. Um, so it's not like I'm just like, oh, I'm finished everything I could ever do in my business. And now I'm going to, you know, take the night off. Yeah, I've chosen like this. Okay. I know that I could do more, but this is where I'm at right now in my business, in my life. This is the type of lifestyle. This is the type of business that I want to run. And so, you know, I've chosen to not work evenings and not work weekends. And that's not for everybody. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to make that decision, but that's something that I want for, for me and and where I'm at in life. And you have to figure out what that is for you. Right. And there was a time earlier in my business where I did want to work around the clock and, but also, you know, checking in with the people around you and checking in with the important people around you and figuring out like, what does that look like? And, you know, if you do, if you want to work evenings, you want to work weekends for time being great, but communicate that with the people in your life so that you're keeping those relationships front of mind. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's really important because not everyone's journey is going to look the same Mm -hmm. and not everyone's business is going to look the same. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's difficult with, with social media because you see what everybody else is doing. So you're like, okay, I'm going to take the weekend off. And then you like, you know, they're doing on social media, but they're working. So maybe I should be working. And it's just, it's, it's this like constant feeling like you have to be on. And, and I've really had to check myself because, you know, when I make decisions for, for me, I have to be like, okay, but this is the decision I made and, and I'm sticking to this, even though, you know, 
other people are making different decisions and that's great for them. And you just kind of have to like check in <laughs> to be like, yeah, that's what's, that's what's working for them. And this is what's working for me. And, and, and cut out that, Oh, you know, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Cause that's, that gets dangerous. That's yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky situation. Anxiety. <laughs> so much anxiety. And I know, I mean, for, for, you know, for our business, um, um, <laughs> the way I run is, you know, a lot of my manufacturing is, is overseas. So <laughs> seven o'clock at night is when work can start. It's an interesting, like you said, it's an interesting way because everybody's journey is going to be completely different. And it's, I've had to do the exact same thing and I'm, I'm one of the worst at it. Um, I'm on all the time and I feel like being a parent on top of that just I just don't turn off and so there's like no you know point of just like I feel like everything is so molded into one that I there is (laughs) there I don't know where me and it and us and everything everything's just one my husband's very involved with my company on a large scale base and and you know my son's here and he's you know doing whatever he does here you know and then so there's we're always you know it's so intermingled and I think I think it works for us because my husband thinks along that um very like atypical type of you know if you do x it gets to y y gets to z this is how it's we're gonna you know and so he actually helps keep that on on track but for us it works because we do we try to do it all together our son loves the office he like when are we going to office mommy like and he'll play office at his grandparents house with like he'll get a calculator and a stapler and and a pen and a paper and he'll sit on the floor and just slap the stapler and hit the keyboard his kid's four and so you know we're like already grooming him into these businesses but like we're trying to do it in such a healthy positive way like we only like we 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 created rules when we started like we have four-day work weeks that's it there's no we don't work on Fridays there's really no ifs ands or buts about it it's important that you do something with that you know we have a meditation space and we have it and yoga on top of the studio we've got you know we try really hard to think about those things because if I can't separate it then I'll bring life to the business in a way that it feels more like uh, normal normalcy and normal life you know yeah it's hard though it's so hard to separate that it's such a it is yeah I I totally agree and I mean I I think a lot of people can resonate too because you know for for people like for example for me right now um you know I before COVID I was working in an office and everything and now working from home and my husband's also working from home oh, and dear. so like <laughs> that's difficult too right because your work's always kind of there and um so yeah, l- like we were sharing before, I think it, it is different for everybody and, and you have to figure out what type of um, schedule and, uh, you know, what you're comfortable with and, and what you want. And also sometimes what you want, you'll have to work up to that as well. So if you right. are, let's say, used to working, um, you know, I don't know, like 80 hours a week or whatever. And you're like, I only want to work like 30 hours a week. Okay. Well, you can do that, but like, that's going to take a while to work up to. So you might have to hire someone outsource, like restructure the business so that that, yeah. Put plans in place. Yeah. And so, um, 
that's something that I think is, is really important for people to, to think about, like, what, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your work life to look like? And then how can you actually make that happen? Because again, going back to like my journey, I had all these limiting beliefs of what I could make happen or what was possible. And I had this thought that, well, if I'm not working all the time, then I'm failing. Like I just had this weird who mindset gave, around it who gave you that mindset how did that come out about because I can't <laughs> I, you're, you're such a positive person I don't picture that mindset being like the thing that's going through your head like you seem like you're you know you you really truly embody like the the pause the positive person like you radiate that and and it's a good thing it's like something that I think more people need to you know, right. I would much rather have that than just dickhead radiating out because nobody needs that in their life. But, but I mean, no, truly, but it's like, I, who gave you that mindset? Because the, the like work around the clock. No, this, this like limiting mindset who like, I, I just don't yeah. see you telling yourself that. I mean, you, you're such a positive person. Where did that come from? Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint. I mean, I think I have always been like it's kind of like ingrained in me and it's it it probably is like so I'm half Dutch my dad's side is Dutch and um the Dutch are known to work really hard smile very (laughs) smile but also like really like work hard and there are some there are some things about that like and I think um like my my dad has really you know um embody that too, like working hard and like, you know, working for what, for, for your success and all of that kind of stuff, um, with sports, with work, with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some aspects of that that is really great. And that I'm glad that I have because I naturally am a hard worker. And when I put my mind to something, when I do like, I can succeed because I, I have that ingrained in me. But I think the flip side of it is that you are like terrified of what happens when you stop working. (laughs) So that's like, um, that's the flip side of it. So I think it's like, it's understanding that and knowing that like that is sort of ingrained in me. And then also knowing that it doesn't have to, I can work hard when I'm working Mm -hmm. and then I can also rest and enjoy other things in my life and not have to always be on. Um, Cause then you're just, you're not present. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's the challenge. I think it's, it's that balance of, of yes, working hard and yes, being focused and all that stuff, but then also being able to, to turn off and be present in other areas of your life um, when you need to. But uh, yeah. And then I think it, it's, yeah. I put a lot of pressure on myself too, just to succeed and to, um, I really want to, um, make other people happy. And like, I'm naturally like a people pleaser as well. Are you a people pleaser? Cause I feel like you're a people pleaser. Yeah. Which can, can, again, there's two sides of it. It can be, it can be good. And then it can also be really destructive. Yeah. So it's like checking that too. Um, and then also realizing like some of that actually, cause I always thought like, oh yeah, I'm a people pleaser. That means like I love people and stuff. And I'm like, well, no, 
No, because, because what ends up happening is that like, I want to please other people because I want to be accepted and I want them to like me. And so that's, that's where like the, it gets twisted, like where it can be a positive thing where like, I do care about other people. I'm very empathetic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I'm a big crier. Like I, like I feel things very deeply. You're an empath. Yeah, an empath. And so, but the flip side of that can be, can be not good in relationships, in, in mm-hmm. business and everything. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like when you start to kind of like understand your personality and know like <laughs> who you are inside. Yeah. Yeah. And then really figure out how that, mm-hmm. how that has propelled you, but then also how that's hold, held you back as well. And having like, which this year has been really great for is pushing me outside of my comfort zone, having those uncomfortable, difficult conversations, um, because our business has like totally flipped on its head. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, making some of those tough decisions, having those difficult conversations, um, that is like one of my worst fears. And I've had to do that a lot this year. So it's been, it's been good. Do you, do you, um, do you think that if you, where do you think you would have been if COVID really didn't happen? Like, what were your plans? Like, what did you envision 2020 to be for you guys? Well, we had everything planned out. <laughs> we had um, we had a lot of events planned out. We had, um, yeah, and I think we would have done things the same way that we've always done them. Um, and so I actually think about that and I think, okay, it it would have been a lot easier that way, but there would have been a lot of things that would have been pushed. Um, because for example, we actually started a membership group this year Mm -hmm. due to COVID and, um, there's some decisions that we're making in creating the program that we have. We're now doing that as like a self-study course, our business program that we run. So we've, there's some decisions that we've made because of COVID uh, to shift it in a way that's actually really, really good for like the future of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, that even if and when we're allowed to do our events again, that will be an addition instead of being like, that was our main source of income. That was our main thing. That's what we were known for. That's what, you know, people came to us for. Um, and so because that was completely taken away, we had to just think on our feet and figure out what does this new business model look like? And so now it's more so that the events are going to be like a bonus on top of, on top of what we're doing. And to be honest, it's, it's a lot, it makes me excited because for anyone who's done events before (laughs) or conferences or anything like that, nightmare, nightmare, the, the business, the business of an events company is very, very up and down, very unpredictable. Um, like income wise, it can be like, you know, roller coaster and so it's great that we have something that's a lot more sustainable and that we can project so that when if we bring them back they're just you know something that we do and fun, 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 <laughs> yeah exciting 
Um, and if we make money, great. If not, fine. So that's sort <laughs> of where we're at now. <laughs> I know. I love that because the, I mean, I was just, as you were saying that, all I could think of was I was, you're, I just, I had unlimited ideas already for like what you could do without having it be a self-study program. Like just that whole situation immediately. The You know, the first thing that came to mind, and I don't know if you know, I don't even know her last name. Her name's Kayla. She's got the sweat program on Apple. I don't, okay. I don't know if you've ever heard. Anyway, for what, she's ginormous, but she was like one of the first ones to do that kind of like 12 week at home self, like body weight right. program. And she did it and she blew up she went bananas because now she was no longer just a trainer she had done it in a way that you oh you know you click on this thing and you open it up and there's your workout all you got to do is do that like four times and you're done 30 minutes here's your next one and it just but the way she did it was stupid simple it was accessible you paid a one-time thing you could download it but then she did events once in a while where she would travel to I have her on Instagram. She would travel like to New York. She's from Australia. She would travel here and she would do a big group event where they all worked out together. And it was like a meet and greet and like a connect point because it created that community. And I just picture that for you having that kind of idea of, you know, you you go on the site, you download the program and this is just going to go, you know, crazy. And I, th- I think that's amazing that you did that. It's almost probably going to be yeah. way bigger because it's so yeah, damn accessible. Well- it's funny because I, I dragged my feet on doing it because um, I had so many people say like, because we, right now we, or for the past three years, like we've been hosting this program and um, our business program. And first we were doing it in person and then we did it in person and online mm-hmm. and, and, but it would always be live and me teaching. Oh, and okay. I had this limited belief again, limited belief comes, comes up a lot in business. Um, because there were some people who said like, well, I would want, I would want you live so that I could ask you questions there. And then I don't know if I would do it if it was a self-study course. But then what I realized is there were so many people that couldn't take the program because the time didn't work out for them and they couldn't do it on their own time. And they had kids and they had a crazy schedule and all these things. And so that you know, um, there, I I was thinking, okay, well, I, then, then my target audience and the people that I want to serve with this are people who have been wanting to do this program. Mm -hmm. They haven't been able to because of timing and all of those things. And, um, still, still creating a way for them to be able to ask questions. So, you know, having monthly Q and A sessions and all of those things. So, yeah, I think that's like what, yeah, what this, year has really challenged me is thinking, thinking of things in a different way, challenging my own thoughts and limiting beliefs. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, figuring out like, what do I, what do I want this business to look like and how can I take it there? It's almost like you're, uh, like a therapist for, uh, business, uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah, you you talk in a sense that I get that vibe from you, and that like it's a it's a good thing. I'm everything I'm saying. I mean, yeah, like the most the loving, most loving sure. way. But you get that vibe from you where it feels like almost like a guru, like therapist who's like, listen, listen. I'm gonna hold your hand. Look, I'm holding. Look, see this? I'm holding, I'm holding your hand right now. I want you to know some things are gonna be hard. They're gonna be rough. <laughs> they're gonna be. They're gonna be. They're gonna really hurt. 
But guess what? We're going to make the right decisions. We're going to make a plan and we're going to just move forward. And I'm like, you got it, girl. I will do whatever you tell me to do. (laughs) It's like, are we starting a convent yet? What? It's so funny because like a lot of our, so we have mastermind groups as well. So they're like more intimate groups of women. And like a lot of the stuff that we talk about, like, yes, we talk about strategy and marketing and all those things, but then half of the time we are, we're talking about mindset and we're talking about their limiting beliefs and we're talking about, you know, all those things. And it's so cool because like, it will always, it will always like line up in a really cool way where someone will be in the hot seat. They'll be talking about something and it will literally be something that I just went through myself or that I just was talking to someone else about. And yeah, it'll always kind of line up that way. And yeah, it's so fun. Like I, I really love, I love that I get to do what I do and I'm really passionate about it. Um, and this, this year we've done it in a different way and it's looked totally different. Um, but yeah, I'm still so grateful that I can, I can still do what I love. It just looks totally different than what I thought it would this year. No, nobody thought anything would look like this. Like, let's be honest. My God, this no. And if you would have asked, if you would have given people the option, would you rather everything go online, not telling them anything else, or would you rather just keep doing things the same way? People would, you know, be doing things the same way. And that's almost, I, this, this COVID thing has been such a, kick to the teeth for everyone but I, I I refuse to be the person that doesn't talk about the positives because I recently just chatted with someone and um, they were like we were I was kind of just asking you know how's everything going how's your business like you know you know once you're in a group once you're an entrepreneur and you're a founder of something you, you all of a sudden everybody has something and you're all friends with everybody and you're all asking questions and then you know I kind of I kind of go well what's what's going on and then they go I'm like how's business like you know it's they get real quiet and they go, it's, it's really good. I'm like, why are you whispering? Why are you whispering that you're killing it right now? Why are you not like being super pumped? Listen, I totally get it. There has been so much loss this year. I, you know, people have lost everything. Um, and I understand that is horrific. Uh, but things survive people have to move on and it's okay to be proud of yourself and and be proud that you made it through that year or even if it's by the skin of your teeth or even if it's you know just because of the sub um the subsidiary given who gives what it was you made it through the year you should be allowed to acknowledge that without being shamed for that and you know these people I've talked to about this they say the same thing well people kind of give me like a dirty look like I'm not being empathetic it's like well people have died this year well I'm so so sorry People die every year. This year sucked for everyone. If I have to hold on to the one little positive I have, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it because this year is breaking people in half and the people you never thought would break. You know, we, we got to be able to say it's okay. Business is doing better for some people. That's okay. We should be able to have that yeah, conversation. And we need, we need that, right? Like we need business to like, we need businesses like small, medium businesses to succeed during this time. Like we really need that. Yeah, <laughs> um, That's what's fueling our economy. So we need more oh, of that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it is again, like you said, you know, and even just people within our community and uh, people that I know that have 
you know, there's been people that have had the hardest year of their life. And then I've had other people who like, they've been able to triple their business this year. And it just, it, it, it's different for everybody. Um, but I mean, like the beauty of what I, I've seen is that small, medium-sized businesses, they're coming together, Mm -hmm. they're supporting one another. A lot of people are wanting to support local and they have more of an emphasis on it now more than ever because they know that if we don't support local, then we're not going to survive. You know, like those businesses won't survive. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think I agree with you in that we need to look at the positives and we need to cheer on those businesses that are doing well. Um, and again, like for people who are having to have a huge pivot this year or have, have lost everything. I think one of the things that I think is so important is to keep a long-term view because yes, this has been one of the hardest years, but this could potentially, and maybe people haven't seen it yet. They haven't seen that like Mm -hmm. switch yet, but it could be a catalyst for them to be some, to, to open up another opportunity or door that they don't even really know exists yet. Um, and just being open to that. Um, cause I think if you're just only focusing on all the hard things, then you're not seeing the potential the other opportunities and the potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing is to point people in the right direction and then th- that direction, whatever is right for them, as long as it's, you know, that it's, it's in a, in a positive, healthy one rather than this spiral out of control. Cause you, you it's inevitable and it's as somebody running a business, you go through the ups and downs. You're going to feel that. But like you said, it's important, you know, it's important to be able to separate your emotions from when the business is doing well to when it's not. And everybody's guilty of it, but it's, it's that self-awareness and that, and that's why I say like you very therapist guru, like, and because you have that, you have that personal insight, um, into the way that you function and how you've grown your business and how you've been able to see things, uh, differently. And I think you, you, um, you spread that message really clearly in, in, in a way that's not like weird and culty, but in a way that's like super, <laughs> super um, like supportive and like, uh, what's the word that, that um, infectious in like the best possible way. I don't even know why infectious is probably the worst word I could use for COVID podcasts, but you're so infectious <laughs> in like the best way. Hey, okay, I'll take that as a as a compliment. <laughs> yes, you're not infectious in like a gross, weird COVID way. You're like totally yeah. infectious in a positive, awesome way. And I and I yeah, love that about you. you. Well, no, you're welcome. Um, what is it that you find your business wants to achieve? I mean, what's the long term goal for you? And because if you've got all these different chapters, is that to to kind of go across the you know North America and and otherwise? Yeah, that, to be completely honest with you, I don't know yet. Um, I think what I have realized is that, like, all the people that have come on board, like, for example, our chapter leaders or different people that have come on board um, to support us, those have all been people that I, we've built, I've built a relationship with over time. Okay. And that I really trust. And I think um, that I... I know is more important to me than trying to expand all over the world. If that makes sense. Um, because the people within 
like the people that come in contact with our brand, they, each one of them is so important to me. And so I want to make sure that the leaders of those chapters or, or whatever that looks like are people that I really trust with those people. Does that make sense? So yes, yes. I think, um, more so than trying to, you know, expand, um, physically, like having physical yeah. chapters all over the world, I would love for our online community to, you know, expand and have people from all over North America, Europe, like Asia, like everywhere. I think that would be amazing. I think I would love that. And we already do have a couple of people, um, from outside of North America that are in our community already. And that's, that's what I see, like, more online growth mm -hmm. um and then more pop I think like pop-up events okay and we are able to do events again and so that to me excites me more than in my mind managing <laughs> over like that kind of yeah, yeah. Me yeah. it's a nightmare honest. it's a living nightmare for you I get it yeah I can see that um, and for some people that's the way, and I know there's lots of different ways to do that, like licensing and all those things. And all those things are great. I just don't know that it's the right fit for our, for our brand. Yeah, fair um, enough. but yeah, I think doing like a retreat or a pop-up in different, different countries, different cities, uh, that's where I see it. I vote for Bali. I vote for Bali oh, yes. and I vote for an intimate group and I would like to reserve two spots immediately already so <laughs> just know that with with me comes the president she she comes she comes everywhere with me so i love it oh my gosh it. that would be insane and there's so i mean there's so many things you could turn this community into rather you know you know there's business of course is your, your drive and your focus but i mean there's just this like a really positive aspect to it that i can see so much from a you know, holistic and like faith-based and not like, not even faith, but like faith-based into just something else. Um, right. I could see it just growing into like such a incredible space for people to feel safe and for people who are actual genuine people. Um, Cause I feel like in those communities, you can tell almost immediately when somebody walks in, you can feel when they're not being honest and open and genuine. And I, I I just see such positive things coming for it. Um, I mean, online, you're going to have a mass. I don't think it'll take very long for that to spread. But these locations that you're talking about that you have now, Seattle and Victoria and all of those ones, um, you said you, spilled, you spent a lot of time, you know, building these relationships and cultivating them. How did that come about? Because if this wasn't supposed to be a business, how did you meet the people that end up kind of taking over chapters of it? Yeah, well, funny enough, it's it all of the people who have um who have taken on chapter leader roles are people that have come to our events or been part of our community first and then kind of pitched the idea of hey what if we brought this to toronto what if we brought this to seattle so it's all all been pretty organic that way um or it's been people that i know i know our chapter leader our original chapter leader who is in san diego was a friend of mine even before i started the business um, so all of them have been like really authentic kind of gradual relationships that have built. And then they've said like, Hey, I'd love to take on, you know, building the same community that you've built here in another city. Um, and yeah, it, it, that has been really cool because obviously 
they have the same vision. I always wanted to make sure that whoever came on board as a chapter leader, they have to have the same passion and vision for wanting to create community and wanting to help small business owners and that they weren't in it just for, you know, the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of where it's all come about is through those relationships, them actually attending our events first, being a part of our community, building that relationship. And then, and and we actually do have a place, uh, maybe it's taken off now. (laughs) We did have a place on our website that was allowing people to apply to be chapter leaders. And we've never really pursued that because I, again, it was so important to me for people to be genuinely in it for the right reasons and building the relationship first. And so it would, how I see it now, it would have to be someone who's in our community, who is very active in our community and then says something like, Hey, I'd love to, you know, maybe someone from Australia, who knows? Oh, I'm sure Um, there's somebody out there that's like, Oh my God, let's go to Australia. We're doing Australia. Who's going to be the person? Let's find the person immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have to be someone who's like involved and then wants to, to take it there. So hopefully that kind of makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. And it's a different strategy because it's not like technically like a business strategy, you know? Um, but for me, it's, that's not what's important. And there's, I think there's other ways to grow the business, um, that doesn't involve just adding more chapters. So Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. I think there's, there's, you have such a, like I said, you have such a, a huge option for expansion in terms of online that like, I don't, I mean, yeah. if you never wanted to hold an event again, like, I mean, it wouldn't matter. Right. And I think that's what's going to make those events so successful and so cool too, is because they can be so few and far between. And so, you know, you can, you know, instead of doing 12 a year, you could do five a year and really just boom, like make these things huge and make them really special. And, you know, have it really, really, really incredible guests that maybe you would never have been able to get before. You know, there's so many different ways that you can make, you know, it's such a big, big thing. And I, I love, I love what you're doing for people in community in general but I love what you're doing for um women in business in general as well because you you give them a uh, a place to you know strive for you give them a place to look up to and you give them a safe space to have hard difficult conversations that they might not normally have been able to have ever and it, that you never know that could be you know the turning point in that person's business life or you know just maybe their own spiritual awakening or their own faith-based awakening you know you kind of give that openness and that honesty and I think that's why you're it doesn't really matter which direction you decide to go and I think you're going to see massive success on on any any of those levels um and I just, I, I this is one of the reasons I, I wanted to talk with you is because I feel every, every person I've ever chatted with about you, I talk about you. Sorry, get over it. Um, <laughs> it's whatever, leave me alone. Um, but I asked, you know, like, have you guys met her in person? I've never met her in person. You know, I just want to know. And, and like the, the, like the first coming in is like the nicest, most genuine person. And I think that radiates through your business and is why you are able to be um, as successful as you are and seeing someone use it in a positive way rather than in a a way to just better themselves um, is really inspiring and and is really nice to see, especially for women because we always like to say that and, you you know, women 
how women support women and feminism and all this but like I don't I don't I don't care what anybody says there's a back end to that where it's like not every woman is going to support every woman and not everybody's going to have a positive you know um view towards every person and, and guess what that's fine everybody to each their own but you give a safe space to have an open discussion and um uh, you know you bring only into positivity and I really like that so I think that's thank you that that means a lot yeah and I think to what you said about about that I, I totally agree with that and um you know not every you and and then the other thing is you're not going to click with every single person and that's okay too and you don't have to like it's you know you're gonna find people it's you find like-minded people who have similar, you know, um, passions and all that. And that's who you click with. And that's great. And I think also it's learning. I think one of the best lessons that I've learned in business is going back to boundaries and setting boundaries because you, that allows you to connect with people in a really authentic way and be open to opportunities, be open to relationship, but also to have those boundaries so that you're not getting taken advantage of. Right. And because there, there is that line of like, you need to have your boundaries. Other people need to have your, their boundaries so that those relationships can be healthy relationships and any healthy relationship has boundaries, Mm -hmm. right. Of, you know, you can't talk to me that way or you, whatever. Obviously that's more of like, if you're, you know, a friendship or, or spouse, but those boundaries need to exist in business too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think there is a way to, I think that's why people are scared of connecting with new people and like networking and building relationships. Cause they're like, well, what if I get taken advantage of, Mm -hmm. or what if this happens or that happens? And that's why setting boundaries is, is so key because then you can openly network and connect with other people, but you have those boundaries set and that's where like healthy relationships can kind of thrive. So you talk about it in like such a way that makes it, it sounds so um, healthy. <laughs> you talk about it in a way that sounds so healthy. And I, I, that's just, it's so different from maybe like other people I've spoken with and how they manage and how I manage. And it's like, you, my gosh, you sound, it sounds like working in your environment is such like a healthy environment. <laughs> environment and I I just think back to what my environment is like for my girls and I just giggle to myself because I'm like oh Oh my gosh though I am now I'm the furthest thing from perfect in this area like I and and again like just learning in business and and learning how to set those boundaries because I have been really bad with setting boundaries for myself and what I'm okay with and what I'm not um and and, and also voicing what I need or being clear with expectations because I'm a people pleaser. No, <laughs> no. Um, but, oh man, it is so much, it's so much easier to navigate, whether it be work relationships or mm-hmm. relationships in general, when you have those boundaries and when you share your expectations and when you get other people to share their expectations um it's it it is like you said it's so much healthier of a way to to do business and um I've yeah these are all things that I learned because I've made the mistakes myself right like you don't fully learn something until you make that mistake yourself so these are all things that I've I've struggled with and learned along the way and um 
yeah, it's all like <laughs> the journey that you have to go through to become a better leader, a better business owner, yeah. is making those mistakes and screwing up. <laughs> Getting kicked in the face once in a while. It's fine. People yeah. get kicked in the face. Yeah. It's okay to have it happen in business too, because it's not always... You never know, you could have been going down a path that might not have been what would have made your business successful. But if you're able to take it in stride and look at it for what it is and, you know, be okay to look at yourself in the mirror and go, you messed up, team. Let's, yeah. let's fix your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. And it's, it's, it's having that, yeah, it's having that honesty mm-hmm. mixed with grace. Like, oh man, it, yeah. And it, it's not easy. No. Being a business owner, being a leader, being a boss, being all those things, like it's not easy. And it's it's not for the faint of heart, for sure. No, it's ruthless. And it takes a really strong person to run what you're running and do what you're doing. And um, I think that's why I, you know, my listeners, you were on the list. You're on the list to talk to. People want to know you. They want to understand how you've been able to grow this and how you've been able to do it so successfully and, and, and do it in a very short amount of time frankly and you know we only see bigger and better things for you and I you know I would love to keep working with you and chat with you again in you know another year and see where you're at and and see if there's you know anything we can do to help and you know I really appreciate your honesty about the mental health and and you know what it takes and what it took for you to get to the point where you are and showing you know the honesty about you know your experience and I think my listeners are also going to resonate with that and so I you know with that I'm just thank you so 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 much for coming on Um, Of course. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I really love these conversations, being open and and sharing. So thanks for allowing me to do this. Oh Oh, my gosh. It's my pleasure. I would, I can't wait to have you on again and and, and chat more with you. And, and, you know, for our listeners out there, I mean, please do check out these, this incredible, you know, tell us, give us all the socials so I can get everybody to listen. Sure. Sure. So the best place for you to go, because I do have several social a few things going on (laughs) is um my personal account actually is danny living life so that's my personal instagram account um our website if you want to check out like all so and then through that you'll find all our business Mm -hmm. accounts so business babes co our local one in vancouver if you're local to vancouver um and then uh www.businessbabescollective.com is where all of our business memberships and programs and all of the incredible yeah. self-study and all the things that are you know great and wonderful about what you do and um, we will make sure to link everybody to this and, and then push everybody to you because we think that you are doing incredible things for not only women in business but entrepreneurs in business and you know just humanity in general being a good person so we appreciate you and thank you so much for coming on thanks so much So at the end of this episode, just like every others on the Brass and Unity podcast, we feature a charity that's doing the hard work. And this uh, week's charity feature is True Patriot Love. And they are a military family health and support center that focuses on mental health, physical health, research, and innovation. They are a Canadian charity that helps so many. So please do yourself a favor if you are looking for any sort of resources or people to help out, please do yourself a favor. Go to truepatriotlove.ca and um, see what they can do for you guys there. See you all next week.